Hi everyone, welcome to the podcast at UT Belfast. We hope you enjoy as you join with us on Sunday mornings and listen in as we seek to inspire our church and the people of our city to encounter Jesus and just love it with the biggest heart of compassion possible. Good morning. Happy Mother's Day. Um, so obviously I'm not recording this on Mother's Day, but I'm kind of being super prophetic. This is Wednesday right now and I'm prophetically speaking that I'm going to be having breakfast in bed. There's going to be coffee. There's going to be tea. There's going to be epicness awaits me, hopefully. Family, you better have not messed up. But um, I don't know what your situation is today. This can be a really weird day for us, right? Um, it's a day where we're celebrating mothers, spiritual mothers, biological mothers, all of that. But actually, it's a day that can be quite weird for some of us. Some of us who have maybe lost our mums this year. Some of us who had dreams of becoming a mum. And actually, that dream isn't a reality. And so on Mother's Day, it stings just a little bit. Perhaps you're a mum. Perhaps this year was your first time entering motherhood. And if we're honest, that hasn't been the greatest year to become a mum, right? There has been a loss of celebration as such. And maybe you're a mum who looks at everyone else and thinks, well, their motherhood journey is amazing. And when I compare myself to that, a mum celebrating me, I don't feel like I'm that good. It's a day that has so many emotions. But you know, whatever your experience is of today, can I really encourage you to stay tuned? Because I honestly believe that God has something to say to you this morning. Something that I hope is going to encourage you. And it's always weird when you're asked to speak on Mother's Day. It's like, what on earth am I going to speak about? I just had that conversation with Stephen. But as I was thinking about today, a few weeks back, and I was preparing my own heart for what to share with you, I genuinely felt led to go and study um, this whole concept of God as a mother, right? There are so many references in scripture that refer to this idea. And honestly, this week I have been so encouraged as I have went and explored those scriptures for myself. So here's the truth. I am super comfortable, super comfortable as you would be with this concept and idea that God is Father. It's church lingo, right? We sing about God as our good, good Father. We talk to him and pray to him as our heavenly Father. We are super comfortable with this idea as God as a Father. And when most of us think about God, we think of God as male. We know that whenever he came down to earth, the flesh that he put on was a male one. He enters the story as a male called Jesus, who lives in Nazareth. And Jesus himself referred to God Almighty as his father, as his Abba. This concept of God is super comfortable for us. But genuinely, there is this reality that God also possesses something of a female quality. Some of you are like, are you kidding me? But honestly, females were made in God's image too. And this morning, I don't really want to concentrate on this as like a physical gender issue, but more about this characteristic that is found within God that's going to help us this morning go deeper into what his love is really like for humanity. I don't know if you watched The Shack or you read the book The Shack, but I think for a lot of us, it made us kind of 
take notice a little bit as William Young presents God as this African-American woman who is baking in the kitchen and all of us all of a sudden had this different thing to think about God God as a woman God as a as a person baking are you kidding me and it made us feel a little bit uncomfortable because it provoked something in us and I always love this idea that if it provokes you, why does it provoke you? It is really good to explore where our perceptions come from, where our ideas come from. And honestly, as I open scripture this morning, I really hope that you will see from the word of God that this concept of God having a mother's heart, possessing female personality and quality is something that you're going to go, wow, isn't he so good that he is able to parent us in that way because he is such a good God. So I'm going to read out a lot of scripture just now and then we're going to talk about it. I hope that is okay. But this instance where God is described as a mother, the first verse I want to read is from Hosea 11 and it's verse 3 and 4 and it says this, this is God talking, I myself taught Israel how to walk, leading him along by the hand, but he doesn't know or even care that it was I who took care of him. I led Israel along with my ropes of kindness and love. I lifted the yoke from his neck and I myself stooped to feed him. This is real mother imagery as God describes himself as someone who took care of his nation, Israel. He said, this is my beloved son. There's also this concept in Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy, I can hardly say it, but um, in 32 verse 18, it says this, it says, you neglected the rock who had fathered you. You forgot the God who had given you birth. So it's this concept of God who gave birth to his people, this God who fathered them, but also this God who mothered them. And then Isaiah has some of my favorite verses as God, as a mother, as the God who comforts as a mother. It says in chapter 66 of Isaiah and in verse 13, it says, I will comfort you there in Jerusalem as a mother comforts her child. And then in Isaiah 49, 15, it compares God to a mother, yes, but a nursing mother. It says, never can a mother forget her nursing child, can she? Can she feel no love for the child she has born? Even if that were possible, I would never forget you. And I love that beautiful imagery of God being so close to us, the way a nursing mother nurses her child, that he is something where he's screaming to us the intimacy of his relationship with us, that he's never going to forget how close we are to him, that he's never going to forget his affection for me, his affection for you. He really thinks you're amazing. And of course, when we get to the New Testament, we get to this moment where Jesus refers to this whole concept as well. In Matthew 23 and verse 37, it says, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, but you wouldn't let me do that. You see this female imagery the whole way through the Old Testament and New Testament where God is revealing this different element to his character, this other element to his nature. God uses this imagery about himself, this concept of him being a mother in really strategic moments of distress. And he comes along and he screams these verses to his people, not screams, but he speaks these truths to his people when they're hurting, 
whenever they're in exile. That's the two big moments when they're just saddened and genuinely they need the comfort of a mother. He presents these qualities whenever they really need comforted. And you know, we know from our own experiences, right? Moms and dads tend to comfort very differently. I don't know about you, if you've ever been in a park, if you've ever seen a child fall off and hurt themselves, genuinely, and I'm not saying this is for everybody, but majority um, of cases this happens, the mom runs over, lifts the little one, um, is, oh, there, there, it's fine, wiping the tears, making a big deal of him or her, and maybe giving sweets or trying to appease the moment and bringing comfort. And if you've ever watched dads in these moments, sometimes what a dad will most likely do is go, oh, there, you're fine. Oh, come on, come on, big man, you're, you're great, you're great. And it's almost like there's two different approaches. Um, when a child falls, you will notice this next time you're in a park. And the reality is men and women are different. Mums and dads parent differently. I was re- thinking this week about my own childhood growing up. I'm an only child, okay, so that was quite interesting. No siblings to compete with, so always had the full attention of both my mum and dad. But actually there was moments in life where, depending on what I needed, I would either call my mum or I would call for my dad, okay? So for example, I genuinely hate spiders, cannot cope. If one was to, to crawl right now, this would be the second take of this video because I would just freak out, right? But when I found a spider in my room as a child, honestly, I screamed for my dad. Why? Because I needed my dad's bravery to come and get the spider. And in all honesty, I got the phobia off my mum. So had I called my mum, the, the, my house probably wouldn't have existed. It would have been matched the house, there's a spider, right? Over-dramatizes all of the things. So I called for my dad in moments where I needed his bravery, in moments where I needed protected. That's when I typically called my dad. Then in moments where I was sad or moments when I had just a wee need as a little girl, I just knew that I would call my mum. You know, even last night, I'm a mum of three girls, pray for me. I said that the last time I spoke here, but our youngest child had a dream last night. And what I found really, really interesting was she was screaming, Mommy! at the top of her of her lungs, right? And I could hear her from my room and I knew that actually there's a, there's a pattern there where Aaron, my husband, sleeps like he is dead, literally. Nothing will waken him. And I think there's something whenever you become a mom where you're really aware of, of your kids' voices. And so my kids know that. And so quite often in the middle of the night, she had a bad dream, she needed comforted. Who did she call? Because actually, if she had a call dad, he may not have heard her. And when he did hear her, he is not good. He is grumpy when he's woken from his sleep. It's like, oh, give me ground, go back to sleep. Where she just needed a little bit of a cuddle and a prey. But I think it's really fascinating. Who do we call upon when we have a need? And you maybe have examples of that in your own life where you either would call your mum or you would call your dad. And you know, I look at the world now and I see this world that is really sad. It's hurting, it's broken, it's distressed in so many ways. And honestly, I get really encouraged. And I think we we spoke about this last time when we were doing our little interview, but I love that God is present in the middle of the crazy. He sweeps in as a father to restore, to protect, but actually, he also sits with us as a mother. I love that about him. I love that his desire is to protect me, but actually I love that he also has this desire to just sit with me, to put his arm around me and go, to you know what, it's gonna be okay. And there's sometimes I just need that, and there's sometimes that you just need that. 
God possesses all of these qualities of love. His nature, his nature of love is discovered as we lean into him more and as we realise the image that he's placed within us as males and females. You know, as I was um, thinking about Mother's Day and thinking about this concept of God stepping in as a comforter, I really was reminded of the story of Deborah in Judges because there's an amazing verse that talks about her being this mother who arose in Israel. Let me read it to you. It's Judges 5 and it's verse 6 and 7. It says, In the days of Shamgar, the son of Hath, in the days of Jael, the highways were abandoned and travellers kept to the byways. The villagers ceased in Israel. They ceased to be until I arose. I, Deborah, arose as a mother in Israel. Now, of course, she's a female, so she's going to refer to herself as mother. But one of the things is I read, just even those couple of verses, I think the thing that I was thinking about was like, oh my word, that's like totally like what's happening now. So it says that village life had ceased activity had stopped the activity of the city just wasn't happening the way it used to happen life looked so different and desolate um, and i'm going that sounds totally familiar like life as we know it has in a way ceased village life village activity even activity in church the fact that you're watching this on a screen everything has changed everything has ceased in a certain way and yet here comes Deborah, she arises as a mother in this season and in this story in Judges, her motherhood changes everything because Deborah is a mighty woman and it doesn't go unnoticed in scripture as she's talked about in other parts of scripture that her actions consistently pointed to God. Here was a woman who knew God, here was a woman who leaned into what he was speaking to her, she was a prophet, she was a judge. And then obviously along with Barak, the two of them together overthrow the enemy. I love that this man comes in as a warrior, but actually he wants to, her to be alongside him. And I think it's this beautiful picture of men and women working together and using their strengths for the glory of God. Throughout this account in the Judges, we see this mother heart influence an entire nation. And this is the thing that I love about women, I think we know this about ourselves, is that we are influencers. You know, marketing companies now have even started to acknowledge this, that if they can get a woman to love their product, then typically it will, it will sell really well. So they, it, they typically now point marketing towards women, knowing that women influence the buying in their homes, knowing that women influence what goes on around them. Also, if you ask people, who was your greatest influence growing up? You would probably find that a majority answer would say their mom. You ask some of the, the big important people in society, there's no one that they say, my mom, my mom taught me so much as a child growing up. And we know as women that we have this influence with the people around us, even if it's not with our own kids. Even in church life, we have spiritual mothers and you will have spiritual mothers in your spiritual family who you will look up to and go, those people shaped who I am today. Those people spoke into me, prayed over me. and mothered me in the family of God in the most beautiful, profound way. The thing I love about women 
is women are gatherers, aren't we? We love just having people around. I used to love going to my grandmother's house on a Saturday. It was the place where the whole family congregated, the whole family came because you had to be there because Granny pulled the family together. And we know that, don't we? We see that in families all the time, that mother heart of drawing people. You know, I find it really interesting reading about this years ago, but Mothering Sunday initially was never about mums. Oh, what? Mothering Sunday was nothing to do with celebrating mums. So that, maybe you know this already, but I find this absolutely fascinating. But Mothering Sunday came to be whenever um, towns and villages on a Sunday typically would gather together in their homes or small communities and they would celebrate church together, scattered all throughout the countryside, little pockets of people would meet as the church where they were. And Mothering Sunday became this special Sunday, one Sunday a year, where all of these pockets of little churches would come to, I guess, the mother hub. They would come once um, to celebrate everything that had gone on within their parish. So it was like big parish, big church, but actually throughout the year it was pockets of people in community doing their thing. And that always has fascinated me that Mothering Sunday was a return to the mother church, right? And I guess we're ramping up to do that. We have been meeting on our own, probably in our homes, but together online. But we've been meeting in pockets of community. And I really honestly believe in this season that God is drawing us back to this gathering. We need to come back. We need to come back and be people who celebrate what God has done this year. Because as much as it has been hard, actually for me, I look back, I've had conversations with people on my street I would never have had conversations with normally. I have started to see things that I never really took notice of before because life in the village has ceased but yet I've got to see God's heart for the people of the village and I think that is what God is doing in his church. I absolutely love the church and I love this message that potentially Mothering Sunday could be this time, this moment where we start to celebrate what God has done with us as we have been scattered all around the city because he is doing something. What is he doing? I hope from what I have spoken so far, you will have got this amazing truth, this amazing concept that God is a God who cares, that God is a God who cares and is moved with compassion, the way a mother is moved with compassion for her children. Whether you're male or female listening to this this morning, you have this mothering God who just wants to gather you in his arms and just tell you how much he loves you. He adores you. He is for you. Just as a mother takes her baby and nurses her baby and it's close and it's intimate, that is what God wants for you. You know, we um, as a, a group of friends have been reading a series of books at the minute and it has been a series of books that has kind of propelled us into exercising the spiritual disciplines and one of um, the, the concepts was that we would participate in Lectio Divina which is where you read scripture slowly a couple of times and then you would ask the Holy Spirit to use that scripture to reveal something whether it's a phrase or a concept that jumps out at you and one of the scriptures that we were doing a few weeks back was Psalm 131 a very short psalm, but in verse 2 it says this. It says, Instead, I have calmed and I've quieted myself, like a weaned child who no longer cries for its mother's milk. Yes, like a weaned child is my soul within me. 
And as I sat and thought about that concept, I realized that there's something different, you know, where we comfort ourselves on our mother's milk. But you know, whenever a baby is a baby, it's always looking for the next feed, right? It's like constantly on its mind. But there's something about a weaned child that begins to realize my mom always feeds me. My mom looks after me. I'm not going to fret over where my next meal is coming from. My mom wants to wean me because if all I think about is milk, I miss out on this extravagant food that could potentially change my life. Weaning is like one of those amazing things whenever you're a mom. You, you strategically introduce different tastes and flavors and textures so that your child gets the full expression of what it is to extravagantly sit at a table and taste the delicacies. And I think what a beautiful picture of God. He wants us to move from craving and constantly striving for our spiritual milk and he goes I have something so much more for you I care for you and I want to nurture you into the full taste of my kingdom I'm a God who can be trusted I'm a God who can be trusted for your daily bread but something so much more extravagant than just bread he is a God who wants to wean us and be there for us and to give us this full expression of who he is I also hope you picked up this morning that he is this God who comforts that whole idea of him coming along his people who are hurting and putting his wings over them to protect them and care for them. I think that is such a beautiful image and that leads into that image that he is a God who gathers. He is a God who gathers the hurting. He is a God who gathers the broken and the sad. And honestly, when I think of the world right now, what I see is a world who needs that very message, who needs this very message that God sees you, he loves you, he cares for you. He longs to gather you to just pour out his extravagant love and generosity in your life. This is a message of hope. God really meets all of our needs. Mother and father needs, he meets them all. And I believe there's a call in the church right now to arise as a mother because our world is broken and it's hurting and it needs nurtured. And I think there's a call in the church. And I, I love sometimes that the church is described kind of as female in scripture, that it's called the bride, that it's referred to as her in scripture. Because I think the church needs to, with the heart of a mother, look out in a world that is broken and gather the world to the loving heart of God. Because God loves the world, right? And we know that because he sent his only son. This is that most amazing scripture that everyone seems to know, John 3, 16. He really loves the world enough to be in it, move in it, and lay his life down for it. It is this fierce, protective love, just like a father, but also it is this gentle mother heart that desires to hold us when we're distressed, that desires to nurture us to fullness, to ignore the mother heart of God. I think we really miss something of the completed picture of who God is and what his affection is all about. And today, just as I close, wherever you are, I really challenge you on this Mothering Sunday to think about those attributes of God, to lean into that element of that's who he is as well. Yes, he's my father. He is a good, good father. But there's also this element of his heart that is motherly and kind and female too. Let's just call that. 
And if we leave any of those elements out, genuinely, he is inviting us to discover this full picture of his wildly extravagant parental love, male and female, mom and dad, everything, absolutely everything that you need this morning is found in him. Let me close in prayer. Father, I just thank you, even as I say, Father, after a talk where we've thought about you as mother, we just come before you and we acknowledge that you are the most amazing parent, that you, when we cry out to you, you hear us and that you can meet all of our needs. We thank you for the moms in our community. We thank you for the spiritual moms in our community. We thank you for just women in general who carry this image inside of them that loves the world in a different way. And I pray that as the world thinks about recovery from a terrible year, God, would you help us arise as the church, as mothers to love and to nurture and to draw people to your most extravagant love. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hi everyone, thanks for listening in on our Sunday podcasts. Check us out on our Facebook, Instagram at UT Belfast.